In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The Gospel of today from St. Matthew chapter 25, and gives us an idea about the Judgment Day. So the first point I like to emphasize that the judgment is reality. Those who deny the existence of God, the atheist, they don't believe in judgment. But at the last day, at the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, actually they will be in great trouble because they did not prepare themselves for this day. But for us, the believers, we know that the judgment day is reality, and in the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, he will come to judge the world in righteousness and give each one according to his deeds, as we say actually in every divine liturgy, and as it is repeated several times in the scripture. The judgment day will happen in the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ at the end of the world. But not all of us, we will live until the end of the world. That's why for me, the judgment should be the day of uh, my last breath, the day in which actually I will depart from this world. This will be the judgment for me. Yes, the people who depart will wait until the second coming. But what I mean, I mean after we depart from this world, there is no other chance. There is no any chances to make up for uh, what we commit here on earth. That's why we need to be ready. And we need to expect the coming of Christ to myself at any moment, at any day, and my heart should say to God, my, I am ready, O Lord, I am ready, as we say in the second psalm of the sixth hour of the Agbay. The third point I like to speak about, what is the place that prepared for us? And what is the place that's prepared for the demons? The Lord said in verse 34, Come you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Then he said to the wicked people, he told them, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. So the everlasting fire is not prepared for us. The everlasting fire is prepared for the devil and his angels. But unfortunately, some people who will choose the devil to be their Lord and they will follow the devil, unfortunately, their destiny will be with the devil and the uh, demons. So God prepared the eternal life and the kingdom of heaven for us and prepared the everlasting fire to the devil. So if we follow the commandment of God 
we will inherit the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven. But those who will follow the devil, their end will be also with the devil, although this place was not prepared for them. And we saw here how God separated the righteous from the wicked. And he put the righteous on his right hand and the wicked on his left hand. Usually the right hand represents the power of God, the what's right, uh, the righteousness of God. Left hand uh, represents the rejection, the disobedience. So here God placed all the righteous on his right hand and the uh, wicked on his left hand. Then the Lord actually, how he judged them. He told them, I was hungry and you give me food. I was thirsty and you give me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me and I was in prison and you came to me. So here the judgment will be according to our deeds. As we say in the divine liturgy, and he will appear to judge the world in righteousness and give each one according to his deeds. Some denomination denies the importance of the deeds and the works, but here it is very clear the judgment will be based on our deeds. But also I want to tell you that our belief system will influence how we deal with the other. So you cannot separate your deeds, your works, from what you believe. For example, if you believe in discrimination, then you will discriminate against the minority. If you believe in equality, then you will deal with each one as equal. So this actually shows us that my belief system will influence my deeds. If I believe in there is something called white lie, and this is wisdom to cover my actions with lies, if that's what I believe in, this also will influence my deeds and my works. What I'm trying to say, we need to have sound doctrine and sound dogma in all, because this will influence my work. Because many people say, we know people who can do good deeds, but they are not Christian. What about these people? Actually, you cannot have good deeds if you don't have uh, the good, the sound doctrine and the sound faith. You cannot separate this from this. Maybe some people will have some good deeds, but in not in every aspect in their life. But in all, actually to have good deeds in every aspect in your life, your doctrine, your faith, your belief system should be sound. Also, what the Lord said here, 
I was hungry and you give me food and I was thirsty and you give me drink. All this about charitable deeds. But we may wonder why actually God repeated this several times. I was hungry and uh, you give me food. I was thirsty and you give me drink. I was in prison and you visited me. This repetition actually because God wants to highlight more than one virtue. How come? When he said, I was hungry and you give me food, God here is highlighting the virtue of sharing, the fellowship. I need to share my goods, what God has blessed me with, I need to share it with others. I will be selfish and self-centered if I keep it only to myself. So here, I was hungry and you give me food, God here is highlighting the importance of sharing the blessings that God gave me with others. I was thirsty and you give me drink. Actually, to give somebody a cup of water, a cup of water has no price. So here it's not about charity or sharing, but it is about feeling for other and have compassion on other. When you see somebody in a very hot weather and actually very, very thirsty and he has no water, uh, you can see his suffering. So the ability to feel for others, to feel the suffering of others and to help them in their suffering, in their pain, that's what the Lord meant here by I was thirsty and you give me drink. The third virtue, I was a stranger and you took me in. Here, the virtue of acceptance. How actually our heart will, will be able to accept everybody, even without discrimination, without focusing on his faith, his religion, his race, his color. That's why he said, I was a stranger and you took me in. St. Paul, in his letter to Hebrews, he said, don't forget hosting the strangers. Abraham hosted God and two angels because actually uh, he was uh, excellent in this virtue to host the strangers. Then when he said, I was naked and you clothed me, what, which virtue here? When actually you close, you give clothes to a naked person, you cover his shame, you cover his embarrassment. So here it's about the covering. Some people try to um, disclose the secrets of others. When somebody actually does something wrong, we start to gossip about it, we start to speak about it. Some of us may post it on the uh, social media and we expose him completely. This is not the spirit of the Christian. As the Bible teaches us, that love covers multitude of sins. We as Christian, we need actually to cover uh, the, the weaknesses of other. As we ask God to cover our weaknesses, in the thanksgiving prayer, we say, because he covered us. So if I am asking God to cover my weaknesses, we should also 
cover the weaknesses of others. In the Bible, there is a story about Noah. When he got drunk and actually he uh, became naked. Uh, yes, it was wrong to get drunk. But his younger son, Ham, when he saw him this way, instead of covering his father, he went and exposed him to his two brothers, Shem and Javis. But these two brothers were righteous. That's why they took a sheet and put it behind their back and actually walked backward to cover their dad in order not to see him naked. And when Noah uh, awoke from his drunkenness, he blessed these two sons because they covered their dad, they covered their father. And he cursed Ham because he did not cover his father. See how many times we expose others and sometimes we expose them publicly to the whole world on, on social media. Is this the Christian attitude? That's why the Lord said, I was naked and you closed me. Then he said, I was sick and you visited me. I was sick and visited me. It's about serving others. When I see somebody who is sick and I go and serve him during his illness, this actually uh, reflects my Christianity to help people who are sick. Usually people who, who are sick need somebody actually to uh, serve them. And finally, I was in prison and you came to me. People in prison feel lonely, feel neglected, feel ignored. So when we go and visit people in prisons, this actually a kind of sympathy, feeling for others. So my heart will go even to those who live in isolation, live away from the whole world. The whole world actually neglects them, ignores them, did not consider them as existent. So we as Christians, we should think about these people whom actually nobody think about them or remember them. So the Lord was not just repeating uh, uh, some charitable deeds, but each one has a virtue the Lord wants us to learn and to grow in. I was hungry about uh, sharing. I was thirsty about compassion and mercy. I was a stranger about acceptance. I was naked about covering others. I was sick about serving others. And I was in prison and you came me to feel for the neglected, for the incapacitated, for those actually who has no one to remember them. Also the Lord wants us when to do this, to do it for him and in his name. Here the people asked him, Lord, when did you see, when did we see you hungry and we feed you or thirsty and give you drink, etc. So the Lord told them, assuredly I say to you, in as much as you did it to one of the least of these my brethren, you did it to me. 
So we need to do these actions in the name of Christ, as if we are doing this action to Christ himself. Not just as philanthropic, uh, love, uh, just we love people and we serve them, but we actually do all these things in the name of Christ and as if we are visiting Christ himself and serving Christ himself. Uh, there is a story about uh, Abuna uh, Mikhail Ibrahim, this godly priest who departed in the 70s and he was serving in uh, St. Mark uh, Church in Shobra. Uh, they say when he used to visit a sick person, actually he takes his, his shoes off before entering his room. And when the people asked him, why you are doing this? He said, I'm visiting Christ. So, so this is a holy ground. How can I enter to Christ and stand on this holy ground while I have my, the shoes on? So he felt that he is not just visiting a sick person, but he is visiting Christ himself. Because the Lord told us, I was uh, sick and you visited me. And the Lord also said, if you give a drink, a cup of water to one of these little uh, uh, children in my name, uh, you, you will actually, your reward in heaven will be great. So the Lord wants us, when we do these charitable deeds, we do it in his name, and also we do it uh, as if we are doing these things to Christ. Think about how many opportunity every day. We have, uh, we have every day many opportunities and we waste these opportunities. Although these opportunities actually will help us to stand before God in the judgment day uh, and the Lord will tell us, Come, you blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you before the foundation of the world. Let me conclude with the story of the Good Samaritan. When he saw a Jewish man, a Jewish man means an enemy because there was uh, enmity between Jews and Samaritans. He saw a Jewish man after the robbers actually attacked him, who was half alive, half dead. The priest passed by him and did not help him. The Levite passed by him and did not help him. But this Jewish man, this Samaritan, good Samaritan, he was able to see the suffering of others. Then his heart was full of compassion. Then he extended his hand to help him and paid from his own pocket actually to host him in the in. And finally, he did all of this uh, with an enemy. So this is what we should do and we should learn from the gospel of today. The ability to see the suffering of others, to develop compassion in our heart to those who suffer, to extend our hand and to help him, to help them genuinely. And finally, even we do this with our enemies. That's why in St. Paul, in his letter to Romans, he used the same verses, 
but he said, do it with your enemy. He said, if your enemy is hungry, give him food. If he's thirsty, give him drink. So let us examine ourselves and let's ask God to give us this compassionate heart that feels for the suffering of others, that have compassion on others, translated into actions even with our enemies. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.